0: Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned into the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. I'm so grateful and thankful that you've decided to download another episode of the Cherry Pickin' Podcast, and it'll be a very special episode because we are now in college football season. Like This is the real deal. We are in week two of the college football season, and for me personally, I, I can't believe even believe it. I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that we actually have football right now. Certainly, it looks a little bit different. Certainly, it's under different circumstances than we're used to, but If you're a college football fan, I'm sure you are pumped. I'm sure you're excited to have college football action back in your life. And for me personally, it feels a little bittersweet. You know, we got some things going on in our country. This pandemic, which is still not really under control. And and social unrest and, you know, just things right now that don't make you feel good. You know, if you turn on the news. But hopefully football and sports... You know, if you're a fan of the of the games, whether it be basketball, hockey's happening right now, MLB, tennis is back even. So it's like you've got action to enjoy. You've got sports to consume. And if it's uh, something that you can use to kind of get away from everything that's happening in, in the world right now, then more power to you. So it's bittersweet for me, but college football is something that I love uh, watching. I love covering the sport. And so I'm going to bring you my predictions and I'm going to bring you my, my analysis like I do every other season for the past decade now, which is crazy to believe that I've been doing this for that long. But I'm excited. I'm excited to have football back and we'll see how long football will be in our life this season. You know, I, I don't know, just looking at the schedule, if we'll make it all the way through. But they're going to certainly try and, and that'll be the conferences that have decided to play are certainly going to try to continue the season uh, for as long as possible. And if they have to shut it down, they'll shut it down. But we've got football as of last week, and this week is week two action, and I'm excited to get into it with you. Last year with my straight up predictions, I posted a 75% accuracy in making predictions through the season in 2019. So my overall Uh, My overall record was 354 accurate picks compared to 120 incorrect picks. So this year I'm going to try to go perfect. And certainly I'm going to try to go perfect in week two. So let's, let's just dive right in here. So my cherry picking top five locks for week two action within the Power Five conferences. In the ACC, I'm taking North Carolina over Syracuse. The new look Tar Heels under Mac Brown were one of the most entertaining teams to watch in the ACC in 2019. This season, there are high expectations for the UNC Tar Heels, and by comparison, to say Syracuse's performance was underwhelming last year is a huge understatement. I think the Tar Heels roll big in this season opener. UNC is two and three all-time versus Syracuse, but they've lost the last two meetings. I think this season, this week two matchup, North Carolina over Syracuse, I think the Tar Heels break that streak, and I think they win big over Syracuse. So that's my first lock out of the ACC. My second lock in the ACC will be Notre Dame over Duke. And it makes you a little happy to say that Notre Dame is in the ACC this season, even if it's only going to be for one season. Notre Dame is in the ACC. There are some doubts and some speculation When we were talking, you know, months ago about what Notre Dame is going to do, we saw several Power Five conferences, Pac-12 and the Big Ten decide to cancel the season for the fall. So people were speculating, what is Notre Dame going to do? Because they play a schedule in which they play teams out of the Big Ten and the Pac-12. So some folks thought that Notre Dame would be out of luck, but just looking at it logically, why wouldn't Notre Dame play in the ACC? They already play a handful of games each season with the ACC. Many of the other sports teams from Notre Dame are in the ACC. If you you know, if you look at basketball. So it made sense that the ACC would try to accommodate Notre Dame, which they have, and I think they even cut them some favors this season. They opened the season against Duke. I think they're going to trounce Duke in this week two matchup, but there are big expectations for Notre Dame this season. The Irish are fortunate to play a complete ACC schedule this season, and they got a huge favor in being able to host Duke for the first game of the season. Notre Dame leads this matchup uh, four to two overall, but the home team has lost two straight. However, I expect Notre Dame to break that streak this weekend. They'll win big over Duke. My lock out of the big 12 will be Oklahoma State over Tulsa there was some turmoil there was some controversy there was a little bit of drama with the Oklahoma State program earlier this offseason and I think they've now come together as a unit and I think they're focused on social justice issues and moving forward as a team running back Chuba Hubbard was really instrumental in bringing awareness to some of the social injustices that that team has kind of faced recently and so uh, that was a big story out of uh, college football I think two months ago or so but they seem to be coming together they seem to have moved on from that moment and i think oklahoma state is going to be a team to watch out for out of the the big 12 this season and so i'm excited to see what the cowboys can do oklahoma state has won the last seven in a row against in-state rival tulsa and i think after week two they will make that eight victories in a row against tulsa so that's my lock out of the big 12 My second lock out of the Big 12 will be Texas over UTEP. Is Texas back? We ask this question every year, it seems. And this could be a a big year for Texas out of the Big 12 because Oklahoma has to almost restart again with a new quarterback. And so I don't know that Oklahoma... I don't know that the expectations are the same for Oklahoma this season. And I'm not sure that they are going to truly be a team that just dominates the big 12 this season. So there could be a window of opportunity for Texas and their quarterback, Sam Ellinger, who is looking to really do big things this season. And we'll see if it starts in week two against UTEP. I think they will win big this weekend. Then my last lock this weekend out of the power five conferences, because there's only two conferences playing right now, and that's the ACC and big 12 this pick is out of the ACC. I'm taking Miami over UAB. This is Miami's first ever meeting with UAB, but the Hurricanes have won their last 17 home non-conference games. So I really wish Miami and Temple could have found a way to play this weekend. They were initially supposed to play week one of the season, but then COVID happened and then the restructuring of the, the schedules happened. And so Temple. Versus Miami got canceled for this season. But I think it could have been a really, really fun watch. But Miami gets the opportunity to get a win this weekend against UAB. And so, you know, there's some huge expectations for the Miami Hurricanes this season. They made a lot of offseason moves to bolster their roster on offense and defense. And so I'm really, really interested to see if the Hurricanes can pull it off this season. Manny Diaz is in his second season as a head coach. And the expectations couldn't be higher for that team. He's got to put it together this season. They've got to try to get back to the old Miami. And so we'll see if it'll be this season that we'll see an improvement. But I'm telling you, if Miami does not play well this year and does not exceed expectations or at least meets expectations, I think Manny Diaz could be on the hot seat this season and that's just uh, that's an understatement I mean this heat was already warming this year if they don't put it together I think that could be really really bad for Manny Diaz's hopes in in trying to keep that job for next year that's just my personal opinion and we'll see you know if uh, Manny Diaz can put it together this season so those are my top five locks for week two action out of the power five conferences I'll run it back for you one more time in the ACC I'm taking UNC over Syracuse, in the ACC, Notre Dame over Duke, in the Big 12, Oklahoma State over Tulsa, in the Big 12, Texas over UTEP, and in the ACC, Miami over UAB, so book those five picks, those are me five locks for you this week, I'm going to go 5-0, I can't wait to recap this action next week on a podcast uh, to come here soon after action in week two gets underway, but Those are my locks for the weekend. I can't wait, and I'm excited. So now I want to pivot to games that were played in week one action and just kind of recap a few of those games. And I'll start off with the Army game versus Middle Tennessee. So in this matchup, Army amassed over 340 yards of rushing in its 42-0 beatdown in Middle Tennessee, the Black Knights' defense also forced four turnovers in this game, and freshman running back Tyrell Robinson put up 94 yards on nine carries. However, the star of the day was senior running back Sandin McCoy. He led all rushers with three touchdowns. Head coach Jeff Monken and his squad will be looking for a bounce-back season after going 5-8 in 2019. The previous two years before that, Monken's Black Knights posted an impressive 22-5 record so Army is looking for some redemption this year they play a full schedule uh they're going to be one of the teams to really look out for that that spread that they run at Army is really impressive really hard to stop and Jeff Monken he's one heck of a coach uh he you know he's certainly you know gotten his fair share of accolades in in years prior but this will be a, a bounce back redemption type season for Army this year so I'm excited to see what they can do so that was uh, a game from this past weekend. Another game that I, I did uh, watch. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to watch the Army versus Middle Tennessee matchup, but I did follow some of the uh, the news on Twitter. I think they had a ninety nine yard drive at one point during that game that ate up like twelve minutes or something like that. Something crazy. But a game that I did watch uh, a little bit of was the SMU versus Texas State matchup. Caught it late in the second half. The Mustangs were able to hold on for a 31 to 24 victory over the Bobcats. In this game, Mustang senior quarterback Shane Buscelli threw for 25 of 36 with 367 yards and one touchdown and two interceptions. So that's that's never a good thing to throw it away two times. But his favorite target was receiver Rashie Rice who caught five balls for 101 yards. And Mustang's running back, TJ McDaniel had 27 carries for 130 yards and one one touchdown. So SMU rolled this weekend. So they are going to be a team to watch out for in the AAC this year. No doubt. Another team to watch out for in the AAC this season will be Memphis. And in their week one matchup versus Arkansas State, Tigers quarterback Brady White threw for 275 yards with four touchdowns and one interception in the 37-24 victory over the Red Wolves. Tigers receiver Sean Dykes accounted for 10 caught balls for a total of 137 receiving yards with two touchdowns, and the Tigers' defense forced three turnovers and had three sacks. Memphis is off this weekend, but they will face Houston at home on the 18th of September. That matchup will be broadcast on ESPN. So those were a few games from this past weekend that were exciting matchups, uh, no doubt, and again, it's crazy that we have college football back. It, it really doesn't feel like a regular season because it's not. Circumstances will be different. The circumstances for which they're playing this year are certainly different, but we'll see if they can make it through a full season. It's just It, it feels so odd to have college football back, even though this is the normal time that it should be back each year. This year just seems way off. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's an understatement for many people. But uh, yeah, those are the games from Week 1 action. We're going to take a quick break. After this timeout, I'll get into some games that I'll preview for you in Week 2. And then we'll get into a little bit of Big Ten news. Because if you've been following college football this offseason and the, the the developments after the Big Ten had decided to cancel for the fall, it's just been a firestorm of angry tweets and angry reactions to the Big Ten deciding to Cancel its fall season. So we'll get into some of those topics after this quick timeout. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, mates. I'm Jack. I'm Kenny. And welcome to Rock and Roll Up, the music and wrestling podcast. Here, you'll find our weekly music and wrestling podcast with our signature wacky comedy twist. So wacky. Expect news, special episodes, controversial hot takes, and comedy features such as Kenny's rant, Jack's joke of the week, (laughs) and of course, pun association, musical fruit, John Lemon, So wacky. So like, comment, share, and subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. You can get involved with the conversation at Rock Roll Up Pod on Twitter and at Rock and Roll Up Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Are you ready to step inside the ring with these two heavyweights? Big time. Peace out. Want to know what life is really like after the game is all over? Real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on After Orange Slices. Even if you don't like sports, pro athletes, former college stars, celebrities, coaches, public speakers, doctors, and all kinds of experts, join the show, and there's a little bit of something for everybody. Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey everyone welcome back to the show on this half of the podcast we'll get into some games you should be on the lookout for this weekend the first of those matchups is Notre Dame versus Duke as I mentioned before the break there are big expectations for Notre Dame this season and quarterback Ian Book I think they'll roll big in this matchup against Duke and I think they could be poised for a playoff type season if uh, things really hold firm for Notre Dame this season in the ACC Another game that will have my interest is certainly North Carolina versus Syracuse. There are big expectations for UNC this season, so I'm looking to see if UNC can really hold strong. North Carolina played well under head coach Mack Brown in his first season back at Chapel Hill last season. His Tar Heels posted an impressive 7-6 and six record, and I say it's impressive because the two years prior under head coach Larry Fedora, the Heels won a combined five games. The Tar Heels are ranked 18th in the preseason AP poll, and I'm looking for sophomore quarterback Sam Howell to ball out this season. The dude threw for over 3,600 yards, which was best for second most in the conference last year, and 38 touchdowns, which led the ACC. So he's only a sophomore. Sam Howell will be someone to look out for this season I think the Tar Heels will win big this weekend, but I'm really interested to see how Syracuse can play this season and if they can rebound from a dismal 2019 season where they went 5-7. and seven. The year prior to that, Syracuse was the darling of the ACC with a 10-3 record and finished the season ranked 15th in the AP. And then head coach Dino Babers was the coach of the year at the end of the season in 2018. So things can turn very quickly for teams in the ACC And we'll see if Syracuse can kind of right the ship this season. But again, I think North Carolina will be one of the better teams in the ACC this year. Then another game that will, will have my interest, no doubt, is Clemson versus Wake Forest. I think the Clemson Tigers will be looking for redemption this year under quarterback Trevor Lawrence. And I think him and running back Travis Etienne could do some special things this season. Of course, everyone knows they lost in the championship game of the college football playoffs in in 2020 um, earlier this year but I think that they are going to be on a redemption like tour this season to try to get back to the finals uh, to get back to the playoffs and then get back to the final championship game and and hopefully win it this season for Clemson if you're a Clemson Tigers fan so be on the lookout for Clemson this season it begins in week two against Wake Forest then we have Kansas and Coastal Carolina a matchup out of the Big 12 I'm excited to see what Les Miles can do in year two over in Lawrence. His Jayhawks play a very tough schedule on paper, so this matchup against Coastal Carolina could very well be the Jayhawks' only win in 2020, dare I say it. It certainly won't be easy, though. Kansas is seeking revenge after losing to Coastal Carolina in 2019 by a score of 12-7. to So those are some games you should be watching this weekend. Again, college football is back. Can you believe it? Can you believe we have college football back? These are two of the Power 5 conferences that are, are back. The ACC and the Big 12 are two of the three Power 5 conferences playing this season. And we'll see how long the season will last. Can they make it through an entire season? That's a big question. And there's been a lot of focus on the Big 10 specifically for its decision in canceling the season for this fall. A lot of folks are very upset if you are uh, especially if you are an Ohio State fan. I mean, they are probably the most pissed off. Then you have, you know, Nebraska is certainly mad and Michigan fans are mad, but I've seen a lot of reaction from Ohio State fans. If we take a live look at Twitter right now, we can kind of read through some of the reaction and some some of the latest tweets around the Big 10 and its decision to not play. So, should the big 10 have an October season like for yes retweet for yes or rep- reply for yes trying to see what percentage of people are aren't in favor um that one had 779 likes 165 retweets so I mean it's it's I mean and there's more I mean it, it, it goes on uh let's see let's see it, there's been player led protests at at Big 10 campuses. Uh, I'm looking at something on Twitter tweeted from Aaron McMahon uh, on September 5th. There was a group of uh, players and a group of uh, parents marching in protest of the Big 10 deciding to not play a fall season. We've seen folks out of Iowa travel to Chicago to the Big 10 to the Big 10 offices to kind of voice their opinion and their, their feedback on the decision to postpone the season until the spring. I mean, there are a lot of folks that are, are mad about this. And, you know, there's really no easy decision. You know, either you play or you don't play. And we'll see what the consequences are and some of the ramifications of teams playing this fall season. I can tell you by living behind Temple University, literally, literally 10 blocks away, or so. The kids went back to school maybe a week or two ago, and then just last week, the the campus has decided to go to all virtual. So the students that moved in will need to quarantine in the dorms or wherever they're they're at, and then move out before virtual sessions resume again. But you know, we've seen a spike of uh, positive COVID tests here in the Temple area. I think the number was over 300 positive test this week. So, I'm sure other campuses will, will be going through similar experiences where they may see a spike between kids on campus. So, if there's any sort of spike or any sort of spread, you know, these kids uh, we've been seeing at least in Temple, in Temple's case, they're spreading this drug. They are they're, they're spreading this virus around. So, will we have hotspot like scenarios for different campuses? In different schools and different universities this season, we very well could, and we'll see what the reaction will be to that. But like I said, kids at Temple are going to be all virtual as we get through this spike in uh, in COVID. So, what effect does that have on the football team? That's yet to be seen. But they're still proceeding on with the season, and so we'll see if other campuses will have similar experiences. You know that that's yet to be seen, but. To get back to my point, it's a risk. It's a risk to to have kids on campus. It's a risk to play football. There's also blowback by deciding to not play football in the fall, and a lot of people are pissed off. Uh, Ohio State fans in particular are really pissed off because they were supposed to have a team that would compete this season for a, uh, a spot in the college football playoffs, or so you know we we believe. And so you know they're upset for various different reasons. And so you can hold those opinions, you know, everyone can feel a certain way on this. I'm not telling you how you should feel. I'm just telling you my opinion. I think it was a smart move by the Big Ten to not play this fall season. We will see if there's any ill effects of teams playing, teams that are remaining out of the Power Five conferences and the other conferences out of the group of five. You know, we'll see what what the result will be of teams playing football each week. I wish we didn't have this situation, this pandemic to deal with, but we do. And so the Big Ten made its decision. The Pac-12 followed suit. And so we'll see how much of the season we can actually get played for the other conferences. There's been a lot of pressure to have the Big Ten come back. And I've, I've heard some reports that they may be contemplating coming back in October or November. I don't know what is true. I don't know what is speculation. There's just a lot of Lot of news and tweets on online, and so it's. I've really just tried to take a pause and take a break from all of that. But you know, I am excited for the teams that are going to play, uh, and we'll see if they can can do this safely. Um, I don't think I've seen anything yet that that has indicated there has been spikes with teams that have played already. But again, it, it takes some time for everything to kind of come out uh, in terms of positive tests, and so. You know, if teams are testing before they play, that's great. I w- I'd like to see if they're testing afterwards as well, and then see what those results look like. But this is a, a new future. This is a new situation that we're all facing, that these teams are facing, and and certainly there's going to be an impact to bottom lines and and overall revenue and cost sharing. And I mean, we've seen things out of Wisconsin where they say you know they're going to lose a significant amount of revenue this season by not playing football. Nebraska is similar situation. So I, I understand the, the ill effects of not playing football on, you know, on more than just our lives uh, in terms of our overall health, but then also an economic, uh, from an economic perspective, there's negative effects to this virus. There's negative effects to teams deciding and conferences, deciding to not play football this season. So it's just an overall mess, but I'm excited for the teams that you know that are going to play I'm really curious to see if it can work and I hope that the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are really taking this time right now to figure out what the strategy will be to have football in the winter or the spring or whenever it may be because there are a lot of student athletes that I'm sure want to play football right now that aren't going to get that opportunity and I'm sure they're pissed off rightfully so they're angry everyone's mad and, and it's not necessarily a political thing. I'm not trying to politicize, politicize this, but just looking at the situation for what it is, these teams don't get a chance to play. And the, there, are t- there are kids that want to play, I'm sure. And there are kids that want to make sure you know that their safety, that their well-being is, is really uh, being looked after uh, from the Big Ten. And I, I don't know that that was the case beforehand, before they decided to shut it down. But I certainly hope that that is the focus when they do resume action whether that be in the spring or, like I said, maybe even the winter, I'm hearing, or late fall. So it's an overall mess right now, but I just wanted to kind of break that down and share some some of the reaction on Twitter. But I just wanted to talk to you about about that news. Um, I'm really curious to see how college football moves forward in the remaining weeks of the season. I mean, this is literally the start of the, the season for the Power 5 conferences, ACC and in, in the Big 10, or Big 12, rather. Uh, So I'm excited to see kind of how the football season plays out and I'll be here for you every step of the way. I can't wait to kind of shake the cobwebs off. It's been some time since I've done a a weekly podcast. And so if you stayed for this whole podcast, I, I really appreciate it. And I hope you come back to the Cherry Picking podcast for my weekly updates as we move along in the season. It's a weird time right now, and uh, this is a little bit of um, normalcy for me to do this podcast. So again, I appreciate you downloading this show. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you for being a friend. And if you want to interact with me, you can find me on Twitter at Cherry underscore pickin. I look forward to talking to you soon. I look forward to having some college football this weekend. And I look forward to a time when we're out of this pandemic for sure. So with that, I'm going to sign off and I'm going to sign out. Thank you guys again. And I can't wait to talk to you. Be safe out there. Have a good week. Uh, enjoy college football this weekend. And I will be in touch. Take care, y'all. Thank you again for tuning into my Cherry Pickin' Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe to my show and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts. All of my digital content can be found at the website cherrypickinsports.com. And if you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at cherry underscore pickin'. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly college football predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me regarding what you like about this podcast or about what content you'd like to hear more of on future episodes. I sincerely thank you for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care.